Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? It's time once again for the What's Your Weird Story podcast, your weekly podcast of the weird, the wonderful, the delightful, the fantastic, the amazing, the adventurous, the hilarious, uh, the erogenous stories of the people uh, who, uh, as told by the people who live those said stories of all those descriptions. Uh, true stories told by the people that lived them here. It is us once again, the What's Your Weird Story podcast crew. Uh, I am uh, your co-captain, co-pilot, uh, Adam Beebe, and with me, as always, is the smiling sensei, Mr. Barry Johnston. Hello, Barry, my yeah. old friend. Uh, how are you, Professor? I am doing well, thank you very much. Nice, nice. How are uh, how are things over in your neck of the woods? pretty good dude you know it's uh it's 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 uh, getting you know we're getting cl- inching into fall it's very nice um so i've just been chilling and stuff hey I, were you ever were you a fan of are you a fan of wes anderson yeah i love wes anderson love him and yeah fantastic director have you seen the he's got a new collection of uh films on short films okay. on Netflix, uh, I think there's three or four of them that are about 17 minutes long, and then nice. one, that's about, one that's about an hour long. I have the, not seen them, but yeah. I I did see that they were released because, well, and what caught my attention was that they were short films because they mm-hmm. they normally don't release short films on yep. Netflix, and so that makes sense that he did those, and so they put them out there. Yeah, they're all based on uh, short stories by uh, Roald Dahl. Who is the beloved child uh, children's story author of like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Matilda, James and the Giant Peach, nice. all of those? That's awesome. But these are more of uh, these stories are more of you know the written for adults, I suppose. Um, but uh, fantastic, man! There's amazing cast in it. You've got uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. You got uh, Ben Kingsley. You got Richard Iowade. Um, you've got uh, I think Ralph Fiennes is in it. Um, just amazing actors. Nice. It's all that really incredible visual yeah and style yeah that uh, Wes Anderson brings. You know how the uh, the everybody the actors act and deliver. Yep. And uh, the quirky the quirky characters and uh, and just the quirky storytelling that is so unique and that I love. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely I've been I, I binged those all in one night because uh, they're so just so good. They just really just grabbed me. I don't want that's to awesome. Share that that is so you. cool. I you know he is one of the great filmmakers, and mm-hmm. he really when you think of Wes Anderson, that's what you think of style. He just has yes. everything that he does has a look, and it, it just he's incredible. I don't know how he does it, but. Um, 
you know, funny enough, there's a band called Pine Grove. I don't know if you ever listened to those guys, but they did a a film based on his style of like it looks like a Wes Anderson film, um, but it's them performing a bunch of their songs, li- their live takes, but they're done in a story format. Um, you should check that out, dude. If you if you get a chance, they're an amazing band. They just actually, I think they just broke up, but um, they're an interesting band, and it makes a lot of sense that they that they did it in that way because they are a quirky kind of uh, interesting band. Um, they uh, they meander and they go all over the place, and so. Uh, but anytime I can, I can you know I have a chance to sit down and watch a Wes Anderson movie. I'm I'm totally game, and I mm-hmm. I know that uh, that last film that he put out um, that was that was like the you know during during the World War II era. That um, what was that movie um, recently that just came out? Uh, the, oh, the desert dude. one, the desert. Yeah, I know. I saw it, and I'm and, and I'm blanking on it. Right, Moon Moonrise. No, not Moonrise Kingdom. Um, it's about the meteorite. It's fantastic. Yeah, everyone, and, everyone out there is going. You guys are idiots, but yes, we you are. Know, we're also, you know the movie. Barry's getting close to to fifty, and yeah, my, and I'm you know getting close to several times of twenty eight. I don't even. I've lost count how many right. times I've been twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, right. But uh, it, yeah, yeah, your 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 ability to retain pop oh, knowledge it just, really, really it diminishes. Kind of, yeah, yeah, but it, you know, it doesn't. We're not helping ourselves by the amounts of uh, uh, mind-altering substances of varying <laughs> kind yeah. that we took. Yeah. It, you know, took into our bodies. Yeah, uh, over the years, not yeah. even just that. Even you know, there's probably how about concussions from you know, football? I mean, yeah, I, yeah I, that yeah. has played in it somewhere. Probably too. drinking out of uh, public water fountains of school True. when we were kids. Yeah, something affected us like that. Who knows? Yep. Um, you know, fluoride in the water, or you know, aluminum cans. Who knows? Anyway, uh, what I'm saying is, we 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 know what we're talking about. We just can't think of it right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know who I bet can help us straighten this out? What's that? Our guest Marie. You know, I bet you, I bet you, Marie definitely could. Um, she has certainly. She could talk to somebody and find out about it, and. Um, uh, this week's guest, Marie, who is from just up the road in Columbus, uh, she is another incredibly gifted uh, psychic, and uh, she also has just an amazing life story and pre-story, her pre-life story about her parents and everything that, you know, and we'll be getting, you know, we're just scratching the surface, uh, but uh we, uh, we we really had a good time talking to Marie and hearing her story. So um, we hope that you also enjoy hearing Marie's stories and our conversation. It was a really great conversation. And again, we learned a lot about the, uh, I guess, I don't know, the, the world beyond, the psychic world, the other planes, other dimensions. We don't even know how to describe it. We're that uh, much in uh, in adept. <laughs> that's okay. Marie, she, she'll yeah, help yeah. us. That's right. Yeah, Marie is very much adept. So, Marie, thank you for joining us. What's your weird story? 
Yeah, I want to talk about the weirdness of being psychic and especially how it came to be for me. Oh. Yeah. So apparently I got run over by a car when I was two and a half. I don't remember this. Whoa. Whoa. Zero memory. Um, I found out about it the first time when my mother um, decided she she went to school to become a Methodist minister and her first... uh, time that she was preaching, she's told the story of how God had given her a vision. She was behind the driveway shelling walnuts, okay. and she got this message from God, came out to the front, stopped the car. My dad had driven over me, and the tire was resting on my chest. Oh, my God. And, of course, I my, my brain is so funny. I'm like, you know how some people get superhuman strength and, length and lift the car? Mm-hmm. That did not happen. Dad mm. reversed over me. Oh <laughs> so, so my right kidney never grew. But here's the miraculous part. Because I discovered later on through a lot of the energy work that I've been working with other psychics that I actually was disembodied for a while and actually repaired myself. So there was miraculous healing where basically I went out of my body and I said, no, we're not leaving. I still have things to do. And was able to basically fix everything except for, like, the one kidney was the only ramification. Wow. Whoa. Hold on a second now. (laughs) That's a lot to chew on, man. Wow. Did you go to the hospital? Was this, like, did you? Yes. They checked me out. and Yeah, they ran all these tests. They're like, she's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with her. And they literally told my mom that she was overreacting. Oh, wait. So, wait. Yeah. When you went to, you were run over, and then they took you to the hospital. You weren't like in bad shape. You were. You went there, and they were like, "Well, yeah, she's kind of fine." Yeah, pretty much. I was so, like I said, I was so fine. They actually treated my mom like she was overreacting for even bringing me in because there was nothing wrong. Wow. Mm -hmm. Except for a few years later, we discovered that one of my kidneys didn't grow. Uh, it did eventually grow because I, um, I went to kidney specialist for years, but didn't know why, right? Because I didn't find this out till I was 14. But um, there, I just I kind of remember the, 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 the one visit where the doctor's jumping up and down saying it's a miracle because wow. it had finally grown after not growing. It's still only at 75% the normal rate. Dang, yeah. man. I, you hear stories about kids getting run over and they don't come out that good. You know what I mean? I mean, that is yeah. what kind of, can I ask? Is this maybe this is too detailed, but what kind of car was this? Is this <laughs> who knows my dad? A sedan or something? Who, no, it was no, it was a regular passenger car, probably a four door. OK, my dad was always buying junky cars and fixing them. Mm. And a I car, don't know. A car is not car light. They aren't. Nope. A car isn't light. And this was in um, their 79 or 80. It would have been in 79. Oh, so wow, it was just wow. an old 70s car. Yeah, wow. that would be right. Yeah, heavy. Mostly hefty. real metal. Yes. And yep. not not like 73% plastic like yep. cars are now. Those would wow. have been. Wow. Indeed. Wow. Okay. Man. <laughs> okay, so where do we go from there? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the Miracle Kidney, it. It, so when you discover when did it grow back when did how do you just they discovered that it kind of you know I, I that miracle was that 14 no it was before that I think I was okay. um 11 or 12 okay 
Wow. Because kidneys aren't ones to, you know, grow back. Um, like, um, like most body parts that, you know, that they don't grow back. Um, that's really, that's really something spectacular. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, sure. And it was it was pretty quickly. It wasn't like it just started growing the, the way that it did. It went from one visit to being exactly where it was the time before to, boom, all of a sudden it was much, much different. Wow. Damn. Maybe your, like, Wolverine-like mutant <laughs> Something powers manifested while you were there, you know. Uh, that's when they manifested. Wow. So that's wow. kind of when, so I guess we could say that's when the psychic journey began sort of for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, I was seeing ghosts ever since that. I didn't realize it at the time because like the one ghost that I was talking to was my um, grandmother, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And we would have these long conversations. We'd play all the time. I have all these vivid memories. And when I was talking to my mom about it, because I didn't realize at the time what was going on, but when I was a little bit older, I was talking to my mom about all these great memories I had of Grandma Elizabeth, and she's like, Marie, she was dead when you were one. I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. And apparently she wasn't as skinny as her ghost was either. <laughs> Interesting. You know, we, we learned recently that uh, yeah. in the afterlife, you do you can kind of pick your most, uh, apparently your most perfect form. So Yes. So yeah, so I'm looking for me that. too. I was just gonna say, yeah. <laughs> my yeah, my unearthly form is much more handsome and beautiful. You know what I mean? Much much more stately. But uh, wow, wow, man, that's 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 an, that's amazing. And and so, how old were you when you were playing with with your grandma? Uh, that's when I was like four or five. Okay. Wow. I was still pretty young. Yeah. Dang. Wow. So, uh, full on conversations and, you know, oh. mm-hmm. wow. I remember but, playing was, with her mm-hmm. Was it at all times of the day or is it like at night or was it? Oh no, it was more random. It was she wasn't there constantly. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's very interesting. So did that take you? So now you're four or five. You're talking to her. Are other people starting to to come talk to you too? Or how does that work? Do you get no, into not that? Too, not too many other people came forward, but a weird thing happened where I loved hanging out with all the old folks in town. This was a town mm-hmm. of 250. And Every, everyone, there was an old folks home that was really cool. It was independent living, but they all knew my phone number and they'd have me like come run errands for them for quarters so I could buy, buy more baseball cards. <laughs> priorities, right? When you're right. Of course. Um, but I always knew which one of them was about to die. Wow. Oh, wow. I had a feeling. I remember I came home from my paper out one day and I'm like, so I'm like oh, yeah, so and so died. I actually informed the neighbors. I'm like, you need to go check on Cecilia. Um, yeah. And so what happened is mom noticed that I'm doing these things. Like I'm, I'm also saying weird things. Like I also know what's going to happen every once in a while. Like I'll tell mm-hmm. my sister, your boyfriend's about to call and the phone would ring. Wow. And, uh, so mom went out and she would get me all the young adult fiction she could about witchcraft and just put it in front of me. Which Wait, was really cool. Wait, so she was providing you reading material? Of- yeah. It's, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is see this is counterintuitive to 
the fact that she was to her going to Methodist, uh, right, you know, right, right. seminary, right, and right. Uh, and 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 also, uh, you know, if you're the age of probably around the Satanic Panic era, uh, in some degree, I would think so. Yeah. Well, oh, it's oh, yeah. Stem- it stemmed from a place, and there's many things to it. Part of it came from the fact that I would say these things, and I could see the energy in her shift when I'd say that. And I can't. It came to learn that what was going through her heart was she's like, "Holy shit, Shawana, Maria's like me. How do I help her? Mm. Because she's been gifted oh. her whole life. Okay. Um, the one gift that we share, because our gifts are different, we talk about it a lot now." is um, that we can both like walk past trauma or walk past someone or be near them and sort of get dumped with, the, uh, get an info dump of all the trauma that person's been through. Wow. That's heavy. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that That's one I would, uh, I don't know if I want to have that particular, I can understand how that would be good in certain aspects, but that's also something that, you know, at the, at the grocery store or being around a lot of people would seem to be very overwhelming. I spent some years being mad about it and yeah. wishing I had different gifts. I was not fully accepting of it at first. I didn't know what to do with it. I use it now in my business and now I can turn it on and off. That's good. So uh, I would imagine that you'd have to kind of try to figure a way to, uh, with, with any kind of gift like this, that you'd have to find a way to be able to kind of, Control you lived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that is, and I actually coach people now on how to deal with their gifts because I find there's been so much trauma around their gifts. Just one thing that happens, like if your parents don't don't act like mine do, a lot of parents freak out, call you mm-hmm. evil, call you different names. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also too, some people too feel like they're at the mercy of their gifts. Right. Um, Especially when you look at, like, the things on TV, like, um, there's the Long Island Medium who's very entertaining, but it doesn't actually work like that. That's being very, very dramatized. Sure, sure. I was going to say, you know, good on your mom for, like, being cool, man, because the Methodist world. So I thought I knew a good Methodist girl when I saw uh, when you first popped up on the screen. So Adam and I were both raised Methodist. So we are very familiar with that very vanilla type of uh uh, world <laughs> as far mm-hmm. as the preaching goes and like it's very sort of subdued and like we just we sweep all of our problems under the rug you know what I mean and we just you know mm-hmm. we get on with life and it's all fun right that's the world that we're talking about uh, and you're and it sounds like your mom was like cool with like hey I kind of get what she's doing and I want to provide her an area in her life where she can be cool you know and not have to freak out mm-hmm. about that and mom actually wasn't Methodist yet at that point. Oh, okay. Okay. So she um, she had been a nun for 18 years, and then it didn't work wow. out. Oh, and wow. Then, <laughs> Damn. And then she met a biker, and here I am. So. What is this, dude? You, you better be writing this book, man. That's all I can say. What? So yeah. Mom was a nun, yep. and then decided, you know, she wanted to... She split with God because she wanted to see other people, I guess. Oh. <laughs> you know, if she wasn't married to something like that, then she met a biker. Yep. And then that wow. was, and then came, wow. That's, that's a hell of a story. It is. Well, it was actually during there was a huge exodus the year mm-hmm. that she left. 
Um, so it's a lot of people pretty much exactly my age who have a similar story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually left because they wouldn't let, let her preach. There was this, this Vatican too. They were, they were changing yeah. the rules of the church and yeah. it was not progressive enough. So she was part of the flock that left. Okay. okay. Wow. 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 Interesting. Very interesting, man. Yeah. I've, I've heard some, uh, I've heard some about Vatican too and, and how that was kind of like he, uh, we've got to we've got to update with the times, uh, you know. So we got to you know do some things to make us sound make us a little bit more contemporary, and yep, you know yep. that's the Catholic Church thing. That so it's really not going to be a lot of stuff. But yeah, I know that one of them was they were going to let women. One of the agendas was to have women hmm. become priests, uh, or and and like you know priest marrying. That was another thing I think that was brought right. up. Or, you know, and both yep. of those are nixed, and they've kept nixing those. Um, they don't. They still don't want uh, you know women to be preachers and or priests to be married. Which you know, I mean, and both of those things could probably help out in the long run with the right. the, yep. the church, the Catholic Church's uh, you know reputation. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, I digress. I mean, I'm not <laughs> Catholic. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and, and and the reasons for not letting them get married is kind of silly and kind of irrelevant these days. It has nothing to do with theology, like most things that the Catholics demand. Right. Um, it actually had more to do with money. They just right. didn't like the fact that the priests were being so supported by the community and gathering wealth, and when they right. died, it would be inherited by the family instead of the church. Yeah. Right. Yep. Anyway. Much more about property than anything else, you know? Yep. So interesting. What an interesting, what an interesting life so far. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm already blown away. Like, yeah. So what kind of? Okay. So we, mom was a nun. Dad was a biker. What kind of a biker was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One percenter. Like, or, I easy mean, we, writer, or is he kind of like uh, evil Knievel, or <laughs> um, you know, a hell's angel? Hell's Angel. <laughs> no, he was definitely like a biker for Jesus. So he's also a devout oh. Catholic. They, they, oh, met, okay. they met at, they met at a, a Catholic singles dance okay. in South Dakota, which is wow. how we ended up there. Wow. Um, now, he had an old um, Texas Rangers Harley, like with a star painted over that he actually— oh, yeah. He was sort of like a Catholic Jack Kerouac for a while. Like basically he crossed the entire country, and he wow. was, he was touring for a while before he settled down and— opened up like a, a gas station and repair shop. Wow. That's wow. awesome. What a story there. I mean, that, yeah. I bet he's got a hell of a story, you know? Yeah. But he would never share. You only ever got glimpses. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sure. I get that. That's that generation too, you know? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's only because the last, I think 30 years that, you know, we've gotten away from all the trauma from our grandparents and parents that mm-hmm. were, were able to maybe raise some decent people these days, you know, like there's, at least there's not as, uh, as much, uh, you know, outward abuse going on. I don't know. And I don't know if that's good, but uh, I'm going to stop it there. I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> well, no, yeah, you're, you're right. It, it was a generational thing with him. He's actually much more forthright now that he's on the other side. Good thing yeah. I'm a medium, right? And I can just right. go talk to him. Interesting. Yeah. How, how often is this? Is this a, it's just occasional. Um, okay. Yeah, just whenever I'm feeling like I want to get some good stories. Like I said, he'll tell me the stories now, but he wouldn't when he was in his human form. Wow. Yeah. You still have, you know, 
you should definitely be the, a ghostwriter in the literal terms <laughs> uh, and get his story out there. So that's because that sounds really cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's that's. I mean, that's really cool that you're able to still have you have an, an even stronger connection. It seems. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, our relationship has improved a lot because when he was still here, we disagreed on a lot of different mm. things. Because he and my mom were very opposite politically. And mm-hmm. with my sisters and I, it was kind of like them against him, which was mm-hmm. kind of unfortunate. Um, I tried to be very kind in how we disagreed, but he was very determined to, to to hold on to some of his beliefs that I felt were less than kind. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I, that's hard. That's hard. You know, yeah. it, it, sometimes it's people are product of their time. And yep. some people can't live outside of that time and see the yeah. future and be a part of the now and the present, man. And that's sad. Yeah. Well, I also get that living through the depression on a ranch in the middle, oh, yeah. of, in the middle of nowhere, that yeah. was, he had a whole different experience of it. Sure. Yeah. That, that, that take, that's, that adds another layer to the cake. Those people that grew up in that time period know what it's like to have absolutely nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, that's and, a that's a callous that kind of you know on your soul, I guess that would kind of makes it where you're not as close and as open because you just yeah. you know you've been rugged, you, you know life's been tough, yep. and you know a lot of times you know men especially you know, back then uh, from you know the 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 pre boomer the generation you were definitely didn't express any kind of emotion or feeling or, or even kind of uh, kindness, you know, affection, really. You know, mm-hmm. they were just men and you worked and you... you well, a lot of you, them had PTSD. From World War II, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, that was a time mm-hmm. in our, you know, war does weird things to people, man, and it's not good. You know, I mean, I... it. To see what those guys saw, you know, my grandfather, he fought in the Battle of the Bulge and he saw some stuff, you know, and it's like, I just, they always carried carried it around. They never burdened anybody with it and they just sucked it up. That's the way that they were taught and that's who they were. And for better or worse, if you were on the receiving end of something not so kind, it's just kind of the way it was. You know what I mean? Um but I, yeah, it's that generation, the the greatest generation. Um, there was a there was a toughness to us. There there was a strictness to it. Um, I, some of it for good, some of it not so good. And I'm really glad that he had the American Legion and the Lions Club mm. for him to spend his time. So he That's just great. loved the fact that he had tons of people That's who'd cool. been through what he'd been through and experienced yeah. it. That's he great. actually got to live in a. Um, an American Legion um, home at the end of his life. So okay. he was just kicking it, you know, just hanging out with other veterans for his last two months. It was That's super great. happy. So nice. we're really nice. grateful for him to have that experience. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's uh, community is everything. And those guys, I know they, you know, depend on each other for, you know, those guys can, can bond in a way that no one else can, yeah, you know, exactly. Um, Absolutely. And everyone in three counties knew them because if you were an eligible young man, he tried to get you into the Lions Club. Nice. <laughs> That's great. That That's like awesome. My uh, my my stepdad, he who uh, 
uh, he was trying to get everybody into uh, Toastmasters. So <laughs> Chick was a good man. Chick was yeah. a good man. He was a good man. So. But yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So man. So now you you have a relationship with him. Do you have a relationship with still with your grandmother? Is there still a connection there? Where are you at with that? Um, she just comes in randomly. Actually, it's my um, my grand grandmother and her. No, my grandfather and great grandmother on the other side that are oh. kind of, that are here as guides more consistently. Okay. But Elizabeth just pops in when she needs to. How many total guides do you have? At this moment, let me count because you know that varies, right? Okay, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> you have to tell us because we don't yeah, really we know. Are. So it fluctuates. Most people have at least two at all times. I've actually worked with someone and helped her release some when she had about 2,000. Because she's like, universe, send all of them to me. So your your team changes based on what's going on with you. Um, Okay. So, yep, great-grandma's here. Constantine's here. Oh, Uncle Steve popped in. So I've got three relatives currently that are staying with me. Okay. Yep. And... Three others that are of various forms. Okay, interesting. So, wow, it's a tight team right now. So the various forms. Uh, what? Uh, what? What, do you, what are those? What do you mean? <laughs> well, I've had a jackalope before, but he's not with me anymore. Okay. There is a um, fire elemental. It's been with me for years. Okay. Um, there's an alien that comes in every once in a while. Wow. Huh. Yeah, what so, kind of what kind of an alien? I mean, does it the alien have a discernible shape? Um, well he he he's sort of close to what we're used to. We you know with the big eyes and everything. Mm-hmm. He comes from a place where they actually have ultraviolet light. So he was super happy when I had a black light theater company. So he was most active during that period. Okay. Huh. Wow. That's really that's 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 very interesting. We don't have. Well, I guess we've had some people. Most times, it's people. You know, it's either somewhat their forebears, one of their relatives, mm-hmm. um, and a couple times we've had people who have spoken to aliens. But we haven't mm-hmm. had anybody that I know of mention an elemental. Um, and we've heard some spirit animals, but not the jackalope. But you know, mm-hmm. that's. I think that's probably. I wonder if it was, was jackalope. Was it kind of like, um, like was it kind of a trickster? Or was it kind of a mischievous type? A hundred percent. That yeah. seems like it would be. Mm, yeah. What a kind of a trickster or you know mischievous kind of spirit would yeah. manifest itself as something that's silly like that. Yeah. So that. One, that guy taught me how to have discernment when it comes to talking things that are from different places and not thinking that just because someone is an energy guide that they're necessarily going to be for your highest and best. Right. Um, so, yeah, he was, he, you know, I, he would pretty much be like, oh, hey, that's a great idea when anything was a totally bad idea. So he was basically like that little devil on my shoulder pushing me to make right. mistakes and laughing hysterically. Do, do you have the option to get rid of a spirit if you don't want it to be around? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, you do? Okay. okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, with spirit guides completely. Because that this is your space, right? Right. 
it's yours, right? Um, we don't, well, we can't always pick who's going to be a spirit guide. They, they just become their call to us. Okay. So we don't get to choose them, but we can definitely kick them out if they're there to cause trouble. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know how that worked. I mean, for a while, I had one I assigned to be the bouncer because I was like, I didn't want to get another jackalope type right, again. Right. So I'm like, you're going to make sure people are here for my highest and best. That's so interesting. Yeah, this is, I mean, we are, Barry and I are very, very non, we have no gifts. Um, you know, we don't have yep. any kind of things yep. that we're aware of, at least. Um, you know, I am, I am uh, notoriously on the pack, podcast known as being ghost blind. Because, um, <laughs> like, I've lived in, you know, I've lived in apparently haunted apartments and, saw or felt nothing you know and like one of my friends like uh, she lived in this apartment before i did i didn't realize that she lived there but she had to move out because she was getting creeped out by so much activity and another girl that lived in the same it was a house that had been broken up into apartments and she was even had even more activity in her place mm-hmm. but she's familiar because she'd been like you've been seeing spirits since she was a little kid um, but you know, again, me just completely oblivious to it all, <laughs> so, which, you know, at that, uh, to some degree, you know, because it was, uh, Emily was freaked out so much. I've, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, if I, you know, being able to be, you know, ignorance is bliss, I suppose, in some aspects. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it definitely is a challenge learning how to deal with an evict ghost, um, even though I've been seeing them since I was a kid, I didn't understand my power over them and what to do mm-hmm. with them or how to really be a ghostbuster until I went through a series of things where they became a problem. Wow. Okay. And then I wow. had to get good at it really quickly. And then it was my job for a while. So well, that was I was, I was going to ask, so like, how do you go into like helping people and start to like do that? Like, does it change whenever there's money being exchanged or what, how is that process? I, so I was pretty much self-taught on how to clear ghosts at first, mm-hmm. and it was a kind of a long process. But honestly, once I studied Theta Healing, which is a modality that I now teach, it got so easy that I kind of stopped charging people for it, and I just like put it on the beginning or the end of a regular session or reading. Oh, okay. Um, unless you wanted me to do like a whole house clearing and like change the energy of your house, which is a different thing. But it actually, which was really, really good for me because I remember the first ghost I successfully cleared, it took me like a whole hour. So to be able to switch to doing it in like under a minute was huge. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is massive. Yeah, no kidding. Damn. Is it, sir, did you, did you create some kind of, just, did you create some kind of ritual or do you rely on anything now uh, or did it just kind of like you intuitively put together your own way like uh, no, GTFO I, spirit you know you know what honestly that is that is the funny trick that made it so easy if I'd known that when I first started because I taught my nephew when he was five and he started seeing ghosts my sister's like Marie just put me on the phone with him and I yeah. taught him the biggest thing you need to know about ghosts is if you 1000% believe in your heart um that you have power over them. You just connect to whatever your higher power is and command that they go. It doesn't have to be a whole big production. Okay. For 
I will do big productions for clients if they really want it, but we don't have to. It can be, it's really simple. It really has to do with belief. And I find that learning how to deal with ghosts is basically um, an initiation or something that most psychics need to go through to get to their next level of power. And a lot of people get stuck there. Hmm. Is it a, is it a, is it the inability for someone to, what, what are people lacking that aren't making the transition? Like what makes them stuck? Oh, it's a bazillion reasons. It's as many reasons as there are people. I've met ghosts who they just wanted to watch baseball and like, you can watch it up there, you know, give them the alley-oop. Some of them get lost if it's traumatic deaths that'll cause them to stay. Okay. Yeah, if they want to watch baseball, I mean, they've got better. They can go and see any game at any time. Sure, if that's there. true. And it wasn't even the it was it was off season too. I'm like, really? <laughs> Man, maybe they don't have ESPN Classic in heaven. I don't know. Well. <laughs> I don't even know if ESPN Classic is still a thing. <laughs> We're showing our age. <laughs> that is fascinating. So, how long? I assume, are you still working with people currently or, or where are you at with that? Oh, with, with in regards to ghosts? No, no, no. With just oh, right help. What well, just with, oh. with, with, um, um, counseling people. Yes. Yeah. I actively do that fairly often. So I, I coach people on how to deal with their gifts. So if they're having trouble, Okay. Um, also, people want to develop gifts. I have series of classes for that. I teach a lot of theta healing classes, which is a specific uh, energy healing modality. Yep. And I, I take clients. I do ghost cleanses, all the fun stuff. And I read tarot and runes. Wow. Okay. Runes. I love runes. I, I, so I, I dated a girl that was, she was Wiccan, and uh, I got really into the runes thing. Um, it's, uh, and then uh, we did some. I've told the story before, but we did some crystal layout stuff where, like, they would, yeah, and they would put the crystals on your chakra and your your body. My body would just hum. It was mm-hmm. really interesting, um, you know. And I don't. I'm just a layman. I don't know if there's something to that. I felt it for sure. You know, I know something happened, but uh, you know, how do you do you do that? Do you use crystals and things like that in your practice? I, do. I use okay. them in a few different ways. A lot of the work I do these days is, is remote. I do a lot of it over zoom. So when I'm in person, I, I love pulling my crystals out. I actually also do crystal grids and crystal layouts with people. Okay. Um, Can you talk a little bit about that? What, what are they used for? Why would someone want to do a crystal layout? Well, the way that I was taught to do crystal layouts and the way that I do it is actually so that you can connect deeper because pretty much what it does is it puts you into a really, really deep theta brainwave. And you can do a lot of fun things when you're in the theta state. So sometimes what we'll do is we're like, oh, I think I want to, you know, pop up to the fifth plane and talk to Odin, right? And get get some information or to to visit past lives or um, sometimes to go into ancestors Mm-hmm. And pull back and pull forward for different virtues that you learn from them, and to get their stories. So, inter- you're the second person now that's talked about these levels mm-hmm. uh, yes. in the, in the past couple of weeks <laughs> that we've talked to. Um, that idea is really interesting to me because I've never really heard people talk about it in that way. 
And mm-hmm. um, the lady that we were talking to before, she was like, you can look at this being the second and the third is like where kind of spirits reside and like, you know, all the weird yep. psychic stuff happens. And the whole point is trying to push past that into these higher realms of understanding so that, you know, we're able to like put the, put the, the, you know, put the mm-hmm. dots together to make the lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was maybe a long winded way to say that, but <laughs> does that yeah, make sense or no? It, it may not make any it sense. It does. No. Yeah. What I usually teach my students is if when you go to the seventh plane, which is the highest vibration, right? That's where mm-hmm. you're just in a place of pure energy. Okay. Okay. It's just you and like, and it's just potential energy, right? Yeah. And that is the source that we draw from. But when you're fully tapped into that, then that means you can, once you learn how to work with it, you can control all the other things. So, you you know, when you're tapping the energy, you don't have to be afraid of ghosts. Okay. Man. Basically, you're going to all the creatures' bosses. Oh, wow. That is, uh, wow. A minute. Interesting. uh, 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 a couple of minutes ago, you kind of looked off and it looks like you kind of said something maybe to somebody who's off camera. Was was that one of your spirits uh, talking to you? <laughs> I don't remember when that was. So, yeah, somebody might have popped in. Okay. They're very active now that we're talking about them. And the angels are like, why aren't you talking about me? We're a separate category. So <laughs> Interesting. We're, okay, so where do the angels reside? So it's interesting, sort of close to guides. Guides are usually by the shoulders and at your feet and sometimes above, but angels are usually directly behind them and they're hard to see because as you move, they're going to move. Okay. And again, it's usually you have about two, okay. two however many, depending on how what's going on in your life. And they kind of rotate through. Okay. Because each one comes to you because they're like, I'm going to help you with confidence, or I'm going to help you not do so much stupid shit, or I'm, you know. So they usually have like a role and a purpose for being in your life. How how do you perceive them? Um, are they like the, you know, our stereotypical gowned, winged figures, or are they something more abstract, like some of the Old Testament descriptions of them? <laughs> it depends on their mood. I haven't okay. seen any of them that have rings and rings of eyes yet. Right. They haven't shown that way. I think they know because that's kind of freaky to us because they can change their appearance. So they yeah. usually, they're they're going always going to take on because some of mine will be abstract forms like mm-hmm. from dreams in the witch house, like some of those things. Um, well, literally how they appear. I think just because I know I love that that story, but they go all over the place. But ninety percent of the time they're going to be the traditional looking ones with the robes. Okay, because like I know that. Especially in the West, uh, you know, our Western culture, Western civilization, we've got this influence of angels looking like, for you know, they're either little cherubs or they're that, you know, the the white gowns glowing, you know, with big wings coming out of their backs and, you know, blonde hair or whatever, you know, this kind of thing. Maybe they got swords. Um, but you know, the, the, yeah. if you go and you look at the find the descriptions of angels from the Old Testament, mm-hmm. there are some really weird looking things. And there's been artists who have done like computer generated uh, uh, versions of these things, and they are, I mean, they are bizarre. Yeah, like you're saying, the freaky, the rings and rings of eyes and such. There's some, I forget which museum it was in Barcelona that had some amazing paintings that were, mm. were like that. That's, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, very cool. 
man. <laughs> See, because to me, to, to me, that makes more sense to what a right. extra dimensional being would look like. It would look yeah. something radically different than our biological bodies here on Earth because that's what it yeah. is. It's what it needs to exist. It, it needs, you know, this different form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, and it, you know, develop if it has that, you know, it develop a an ability to uh, make us perceive it in a certain way, so that we don't freak out and poop our pants or whatever. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but you still might. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. But uh, just, there's the amount though would change. Mm-hmm. You know, right, just right. a little bit of. Right. You know, just maybe a little bit of, of peeing your pants a little bit. Yeah. But you know, if you saw the. Giant guardian angels, or whatever—I don't know which ones—they're just covered with wings and eyes and and all sorts of stuff that are have the head of a lion and a goat and a whatever yeah, right, you right, know an right. eagle or something like that. I can't remember exactly what they were. Those things that you know, if you saw that, yeah, you know, you'd right. be either freaking out or maybe for you, sure you're having some kind of acid flashback or something i don't know um <laughs> something strange something yeah. strange you know something weird be a lot freakier yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> all that um i had so does what are your did going to church uh what did that do for you or to you or how do you use it now what what influence did it have on you etc so when I was, yeah, in my formative years, we went to, we went to the, to the next town, you know, I think it had like 80 people, but it had this gorgeous Catholic church. And I don't remember listening to the priest very much. I just looked at the art the whole time. So yeah. to me, I felt like I had this beautiful connection to God, which is why I didn't like the Methodist quite as much. Cause I just love yeah, yeah, yeah. the beauty of the Catholic churches. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I remember something mom said to me in catechism, which is that like God is in every molecule of everything. Mm-hmm. And that's been something that was a huge influence on me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then because of the whole issue of confession, I actually stopped being a Catholic. Okay. It just, I didn't know why if God is in every molecule, I mm-hmm. needed to tell that dude yeah. what I did wrong, right, especially right. with my dad being kind of hardcore about it and making us go to, to fairly, you know, fairly often. I'm like, I didn't do anything. So then I yeah. would lie. And then I have to go back next time. Be like, I, you know, my sin was, I lied next time because I didn't felt like I'd sinned. So it's the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. And eventually I found my way into studying alternative things mm-hmm. um, and just seeing where else it goes. I was sitting in a coffee shop in my first year of college and some dude walks up to me and he's like, I'm a shaman and you're my apprentice. I'm like, oh, is that how it works? Okay. And so I studied with him for two years. And that was some most of the foundations of my energy work now. I got a lot of the good basics in. And that's when I learned how to read runes and tarot. Okay. Wow. And it wasn't just like some pickup line. It was like... No, it was we seriously. We actually sat down in the pack of this crystal store like every Tuesday for two years and did all these different lessons. Wow. That's also where I picked up my jackalope. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this, he was not maybe the best person for me to train with ongoing. Cause eventually it got weird. I'm like, we're, we're severing, but I was, I'm really grateful for the training I did get from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, let's talk about your podcast. Um, okay. so you're doing a podcast <laughs> and she shares in, she's, 
it's weird. Like you're into weird stuff, right? Mm-hmm. What's the name of the podcast? Let's get weird together. Love it. Okay. <laughs> Love it. I'm in. And it's kind of a marriage. This this last year, or last year, I've been thinking about like wholeness and being whole as a person because it took a lot for me to tell the world, hey, I'm psychic. I read tarot. I have these things, right? Right. Um, it was a big deal, but there was still a part of me that I was hiding, which is my kinky side. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've actually been a... Um, a service top for years. Okay. Um, I was in a goth club one day and my friend was flogging someone on stage. She got injured. Um, she screams Lenore, you know, cause that's my goth name pulls me on stage. And all of a sudden I'm getting trained and initiated into this and found out that I absolutely love flogging strangers at large events. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yep. That's great. And so the podcast, it explores like those things that are kind of extreme or out there or unusual oh. things, but they were weird things yeah. that people do that bring them so much healing and wholeness. Sure. Right. So we talk about energy healing. Um, we talk, I've got, I've had Tantricas come on. We've had all sorts of people, definitely a lot of BDSM. A mm-hmm. um, friend of mine who's a rope teacher came on. Oh, so wow. it's kind of all over the place. That is so cool, cool, man. You know, we've had, we talked a little bit before, but we've had, um, a, you know, lots of circus folks on that are like way into all kinds of extreme, you know, hanging and piercing and, you know, stapling things and, mm-hmm. um, and it's yep. it's fascinating. We love 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 talking to people that are from that world because it's it's so interesting and and weird and fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we one of our one of our friends because uh, we and ultimately uh, you, you start out as guests, but by the end you're friends. So one of our friends is a uh, she's a dom, she's an internet dom, and um, she also was the, the one who's done suspension. She does suspension for a uh, Jane's Addiction mm-hmm. concert, and uh, that you know was that was wild the story <laughs> of that. But uh, you know, so we've you know we've had some of. Are, uh, we've had some, you know, kink people um, on, and some that well, people didn't know that they were also kink people. But you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's because everybody's got these amazing stories, and you know, and as we've, you know, we we tend to wander off on, into a direction. So sometimes we even forget to uh, touch base on stories that you know we're going yeah. to be talked about. So, yeah. But, you know, that's one of the cool things about doing podcasts is being able to link up with everybody all over the world who have a shared interest or even a modest, you know, a slight interest into something. You can expose yourself, no pun intended, uh, (laughs) to, you know, if it's video, you can definitely do that. But (laughs) you can expose yourself to different things and learn about different all the weird wonderful aspects mm-hmm. of the world and yeah. you know things that maybe they won't be as weird to you afterwards you know after yeah. you've listened to people talk about it and of course that's how we grow and that's how we learn is we we talk to people we communicate we go have that back and forth yeah. and uh, that you know opens us up to new ideas and new experiences um so yeah, yeah so yep. that's awesome. Um, so yeah, we'll have to 
I was going to say, we'll have to get weird together, but then, you know, uh, <laughs> that might sound like it's crossing the line. Uh, <laughs> so do you have people on as guests on your podcast? How, how, how far along are you into it so far? Oh, I do. I love having guests. Um, okay. I am still in my first month. I launched okay. before episodes. Okay. Oh, excellent. Always yeah. Guys. Uh, I just recorded one earlier today, so I think I'm good through mid-October, but just taking it, you know, nice. day by day. Nice. But we've got 100 downloads so far, which I'm just blown away by. Great. Great. Yeah, I know you'll get more from this because people are, uh, you know, we've been doing this for five years, and yeah. we've got a nice little audience. And, um, you know, we always, always love people, you know, everyone... You said before, I'm just going to kind of talk about this and that. And it's like your life is so interesting. And this is why we do this podcast, because we get to we get to talk to people from such interesting backgrounds and your experiences and how you help people. And like you've cultivated that thing is a is a is a wonderful thing and should be celebrated. It's you're doing good things for people. And that's great. Thank you. Yeah, we definitely like to, uh, you know, have you back on and share more of your your <laughs> stories, your parents' stories, your ghost your ghost stories, your guide stories. You know, we love hearing that stuff, um, and you know, and it's just, yeah, we love it. That's I guess that's all I can really say. <laughs> Wonderful, I'd I'd love to be back. Like I said, we barely scratched the surface yeah, of what I feel yeah. is weird about me. So yeah, no, but you you know. In the best way, you've got a lot of weird stuff, you know. We and we love it. It's great. We, um, yeah. I mean, we come from from pretty similar backgrounds, you know. So like, it, it, it's 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 great to see somebody like because I've talked about this before. I'm speaking for myself, not for Adam so much. But I have so much uh, scar tissue left over mm-hmm. from my my upbringing in, in the church, it just stifled me as a person. And like, that's the way I felt about it for a long time. I'm starting to come around a little bit and understand that it gave me some good things too, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, that's kind of where I'm at with it. And it's nice to hear somebody come from that and have this such different way of maneuvering and perceiving what's happening and be able to put that in a in a positive, you know, focused place is, is great and healthy. It's great. I mean, I, you know, I think my hat's off to you is what I'm trying to say. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. And and, yeah. and opening yourself up, you know, with with helping people, but also with you know, with your podcast, opening yeah. that side yeah, yeah, yeah. of yourself Absolutely. is, you know, there's a uh, an honesty that's really uh, admirable about that and you know and exposing again exposing uh, people to new ideas and new concepts especially you know when you come from a tiny little town yeah that is yep. very conservative yep. that you don't hear a lot of stuff you know you don't your world is especially those pre-internet days the pre-internet world yeah you know the world was a lot smaller. Uh, and then, you know, getting out with, you know, your shell and, and, and jumping into the world and, you know, becoming more of it and dealing with it and interacting with it. And you interacted with it on a much more intense. <laughs> no kidding. And bigger level. <laughs> yeah. Than, you That's know, intense. Than, 
the the two of us because yep. you're just as much as you are. You're in tune. Yeah, yeah. That's really awesome. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we're going to have you back because there's there's more ground to cover. Let's talk about have you are you writing a book? Have you written a book? I have a few books in my head. Okay, um, you need to write a book. I okay. am. Well, I have. It's funny. The, the the first book isn't even about any of this. It's actually about having energetic boundaries to grow your business. Oh well, hey, that's good too. Yeah, you guys are inspiring me to write a little bit more personal one. Do it, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, think I mean, would love to hear it. Oh, for sure. You're opening. You're for the first four years of your life is much more like amazing than anyone else I've ever heard. I mean, that's a, that's an interesting, interesting life. And I think, I think it'd make a great book, a great book. Yeah. Yeah. Cause getting run over in your two, surviving, like it was nothing. Yeah. Odds are against you. Yeah. I mean, I drove, I drove a car when I was two uh, across the street into the house and and, and I was fine. Nobody else was in the car, but I did crash into the house across the street so there was a little bit of damage, but, uh, uh, you know, that was a complete other kind of negligence from parents that, you know, right. I, <laughs> I was, leave the kid in the car with it running <laughs> in the center of the car, yep. you know, on the, on the Remember when you would ride on the, um, on the arm, on the arm yes. thing in the middle, yes. no <laughs> seat belts wagon and uh, big wood panel side. I think it was like a 1978, yep. And uh, we would fight to sit on the armrest next to dad in the middle, you know. <laughs> and yeah, there were no no seat belts, no seat belts at all. Yeah. Um, and you know, you just bounce around. No, no child seats. Of course not. Right. <laughs> you know, that was a child seat sitting right. on the armrest next to right. dad. <laughs> exactly. Your child seat was your dad's arm. Yeah. Yeah. We we would fight to sit in the very back of the station wagon. Yeah, yes, yeah. us too, man. The way back. Yeah. The way mm-hmm. back, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, when you got a little bit older, or you had friends who want to go the way back, because then you could be like, you know, not naughty or bad or whatever, mischievous. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you could be a couple little couple of jackalopes back there, mm-hmm. um, you know. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that's yeah, great. that was always so, that was always fun. So. Absolutely, man. God bless the station wagon. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Okay, well, hey, thank you so much. You were fantastic. This is going to be really good. People are going to dig this. Okay, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know what we need? What's that? We need a new ad for our merch store. Our merch store. I've had a few people reach out to me and ask me, just how do we get What's Your Weird Story merch? Huh. How do we get that What's Your Weird Story merch? What's dash your, spelled Y-E-R, dash weird, dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's what's dash your spelled y-e-r dash weird dash story dot myspreadshop.com that's correct get in touch with us go buy some merch we got some cool stuff yeah dude and you know what? If any of our listeners out there has some really cool ideas or has some really cool what's your weird story type art that they want to see on a t-shirt, get a hold of us. Maybe it'll happen.
Marie, thank you again for joining us. And I want to hear more about uh, her mother, the nun, and her dad, the biker. Yes. Uh, That's just a really cool, you know, really cool story, origin story. Absolutely. (laughs) Creating a psychic, you know? I mean, her mom had abilities uh, as she has abilities and uh, guides and you know like just incredible yeah. variety of you know she has her alien guide she's got the you know, that, that jackalope trickster guide the fire ele- elemental and then her grandmother uh, who was her playmate when she was a little little girl yeah that's just yeah just incredible Really, and I mean, it, you know, to set it all in motion, you know, she she gets ran over uh, as a young kid, as a child, which oftentimes that doesn't turn out good. And, no. But somehow in her case, she was able to overcome it, and and it opened a door for her. And yeah. it's just a, really a, a great life story, and... I know she has so much more to share, and we look forward to having her back. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and wind it down this time, and we'll catch you. This I'm pointing my finger guns. <laughs> catch you next time. That's a good, great visual for a, a podcast. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> the visual that you Thanks. have to explain. Thanks again, Weirdsville. Uh, and remember, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Email us, say hi, hello, uh, contact us through our social medias. Um, give us a shout out on your social media. Tell your friends, tell your families, tell your enemies, tell everybody about us. Um, share the love, share the joy, share your stories here on the podcast. And we will see you next time. Until then, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be safe. Be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.